0: Ringer Dish is the place for all things celebrity. From major celebrity moments like the Met Gala and the Oscars, to the weird habits of the stars you love, to refreshers on the biggest tabloid stories from the last 20 years, Ringer Dish has all the vital details. On Tuesdays, catch Jam Session with Juliet Littman and Amanda Dobbins for Royal Family Rumors, Celebrity Real Estate, and Industry Analysis. And on Fridays, listen to Tea Time with me, Kate, and Amelia for lightning-fast coverage on pressing celebrity news and gossip. Check out Ringer Dish on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couple's getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Welcome to an emergency bachelor party. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm joined today by my ringer colleague, hot off the bachelorette beat from last night, Mr. Roger Sherman. Welcome, Roger. It's been a minute. How are you?
1: It's, it's been good. And this is the biggest news that pretty much could happen with regards to The Bachelor. So it is an emergency, I guess. You
0: know, you know. I'm glad to hear you say that. I, sometimes I'm like so through the looking glass, I'm like, is this a big deal? And then you're right, it is. It's a huge deal. Um, the news that Roger is referring to is that Chris Harrison is, has officially exited the franchise. He will not be returning to host any of the spinoffs or the bachelor. He, um, reportedly got an eight figure payout to, I think, leave quietly. Um, I'm going to read from deadline reported by Dominic Patton. This, uh, broke this morning. Today is Tuesday, June 8th. And, um, you know, this is, a, I, I would say, for a newser written with a lot of gusto, I, I would recommend reading it. Uh, but here's what he wrote.
1: Yeah, there's some pros in here.
0: There really is, don't you think? <laughs> um, The confidential settlement with franchise producers and distributor Warner Horizon was finally reached after one more flurry of back and forth between the parties and Bachelor broadcaster ABC on Monday night. A motivational undercurrent, so to speak, throughout was Harrison lawyer Brian Friedman pledging to unleash the Shiva of lawsuits exposing a swath of the bachelor's alleged dirty laundry unless the Gersh-repped client emerged feeling the financial love. So I think we can assume Chris Harrison got around $50 million. So that's mid-eight figures to me. And did
1: you did you say 50 or 15? 50. That's mid, oof, my God. That's
0: mid-eight figures, isn't it?
1: That was such pretty writing for such like an ugly sentence. It's I know. basically that Chris Harrison is going to not reveal whatever horrible secrets our favorite TV show has for a large amount of money. And both sides were like, deal. Yeah, this and- works for both of us. Chris Harrison makes a lot of money to not do anything now.
0: Yes, probably like for forever. We'll come back to what he could do in the future in a minute. But um, I also read that they were trying to get this done by the time the Bachelorette started. So it's, you know, the more the morning after. So I-, I guess we're sort of in a new era of The Bachelor. Um, I also I, I want to talk about a few things here. First of all, Roger, what did you think last night of the premiere Katie's premiere, Sans Chris Harrison?
1: So something I've said for a while is like the job of the host of The Bachelor is like really small, especially in comparison to other other reality or game shows. They come in, they say a few words to people. They say, um, this is the final rose at one point. And then if you don't get a final rose, say your goodbyes. Uh, they give advice sometimes, um, but it's a really small role. And personally, I thought Tayshia and Caitlin did it fine. And they were... They seem like they were friends with Katie, whereas I never get that vibe from Chris Harrison because it doesn't really seem like anyone can be friends with Chris. He's like (laughs) sort of on a different level from everyone else. Yes. That that was the vibe they tried to portray at least. Yeah. Uh, like Yeah. um, And it it just, it it felt really natural to me. And for such like a groundbreaking shift, not having the guy who's hosted every episode of every season of every Bachelor show. It it felt really natural and normal, and it didn't seem like there was anything off when I was watching the show. It, it,
0: I I want to note that he did not host a couple se- episodes of Tasha season, as you may recall. JoJo Fletcher stepped in, so there <laughs> there was a few episodes he didn't host. Almost
1: every season, almost
0: every episode of every season. That's correct. Um, I Nora Princiati was on the pod last night, uh, your comrade from the football beat. She and I I think were pretty easy on Tasha and Caitlin but like, as I thought about it more, I don't like want more of them. And I, I don't know, like I, I disagree. I I think hosting is hard. I don't think that necessarily the job is hard, but I think hosting is hard. And like the way they delivered their lines, they put so much effort to like, kind of like nail it to maintain some kind of continuity, but I didn't, it didn't really work for me. And I think they need a real host. Um, I, whether that's like, someone who has more hosting experience. I mean, Caitlin actually has a bunch because she has a podcast, but it's, it's just really different. Like I, you know, I've been doing a bachelor podcast for like an extremely long time. I'm not going to name the number of years because it's almost embarrassing, but I could definitely not host the bachelor, you know, like it, it like being an on screen TV presenter, as they say in the UK is like, is a difficult job. It's not like something anyone can do. And so while I don't know if you need Chris specifically, I'm not in favor of the Tasha. And Caitlyn, quote, girl gang, close quote.
1: So you think they need to eventually find someone who can fill that role instead of just patching in various people's friends along the way?
0: Yeah. First of all, I don't believe Katie's friends with Caitlyn. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> her, season, her season stopped filming like a few months ago. Yeah. And she probably hasn't met every person. Else, but she saw them and she seemed so happy.
0: There's no way she was surprised by that, by the way. Nora and I forgot to discuss this. She acted like she didn't know they were going to be there. One of the rumors that was circulating before the premiere last night was that one of the reasons Chris Harrison didn't come back. And I don't know if this is true based on the settlement, but one of the rumors was that Katie didn't wasn't comfortable with Chris hosting. So th- she certainly knew that like it wasn't going to be Chris, and I'm sure she knew there was going to be a host. So I thought that was, that was phony to me, but that's fine. There's plenty of phoniness on this show.
1: When you look back on JoJo, like you said, filling in for a few episodes, not in the context of Chris Harrison leaving forever, did you get that same vibe, that same, like, oh, there needs to be a professional host here, or were you okay in her limited role? Because I thought the same thing at the time. I thought this seems normal.
0: I like JoJo more, but I I think just like crucially, they need a face of the franchise. Like, I actually think that's like underrated. Like, Chris Harrison was the one constant across. 19 years of the show. And I actually do think that's essential. And one of my fears for the franchise, and I definitely think this isn't a problem with Katie's season is sort of like the joke about bachelor nation is that, you know, the bachelor nation exists, but it is a thing. (laughs) And I actually feel like there's like a national crisis for bachelor nation without Chris Harrison. It's sort of like we've, we've lost the center and we need like a new sovereign to come in. And I, I, I just, I think it's like, actually imperative that there is a new like face of the franchise that people find charismatic um and are excited about and that's why like someone like rachel would have been a good choice because people really like her and i do at least she's our colleague um and i I feel like they just need someone who's identifiable with with this show
1: yeah when you say that thing about the face of the franchise i mean you have 30 new people every season 30 new contestants every season different hosts Mm -hmm. or different lead every season there are all these different spin-offs like there's really not that much that's similar about The Bachelor and The Bachelor in Paradise um like format-wise no but, they're, they're but, totally different they're shows t- <laughs> but but Chris Harrison is always there that's sort of the only connecting theme that there's ever been between all these shows all these people so yeah i i don't know how they're going to find that person, but that that was kind of, I think, more than the actual hosting duties, which yeah. are are pretty minimal. Um, there are some episodes where he's not on screen at all. That that really was the role that Chris Harrison had, um, and yeah. I, I wonder whether whether they are going to find someone to to be that person or just keep keep going with whoever is friends with whoever or. Fake friends, at least. Fake can friends. Plo- They're not friends, be- Roger. I just <laughs>
0: want to make it clear. Katie is not IRL friend. <laughs> at least she wasn't before with Caitlin and Dacia. And I think Katie also said this in press. Like, people were asking her in her her pre-premiere press tour, like, what it was like with not having Chris Harrison. And she said, I don't really know, because as a contestant, the contestants barely see Chris Harrison. Like, he sees the leads, I think, a fair amount. I heard that um, Matt and Chris golf together a lot at Nemo so... The, you know, I, I think it kind of depends. And people like Sean Lowe say they're close with him, Ben Higgins, et cetera. So the leads see him, but the, ba- the, the contestants don't. So I do think there's like kind of an opportunity f- to get, I, I think we should like find a good host, like get a presenter, you know, let's, like, let's go full UK on this bitch and let's just get like a professional charismatic person and bring them in. Pro- I think it should probably be a woman and I think there's a way to like turn that into a new character in the show. Um, And you can find some connectivity to the the bachelor nation.
1: I I do think what we're getting at is there there's differences between sort of the role that hosts normally play or what you Mm -hmm. think of when you think of a host and what was actually provided by this person who was there all these years.
0: Yeah. Like, do you watch Survivor, Roger?
1: I do. And Jeff Prost is always there. And he's like getting <laughs> yeah. into it. And he's basically, I think, one of the greatest sports commentators of all uh, time. His play
0: by play is unparalleled. His
1: he's, yeah, like he if he did basketball, he'd probably be great at that too. Cause I've seen him commentate a guy standing on a board <laughs> for for <laughs> but
0: also he goes fast. Like he's and, doing it in real time.
1: <laughs> and Chris Harrison really did none of that ever like uh, sometimes they would have an event and he would like sit next to Fred Willard and they would make jokes about it.
0: Yeah, and they probably were. Many of them were scripted, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, but for the most part, um minimal on on-screen duties. Uh but still it had that connectivity.
0: It it's a chance to also reinvent the role a little bit. Like
1: Yes. Bring yes. in someone
0: with who has like the like the the mental and verbal dexterity of a Jeff Probst. And maybe they are like a more fun, more dynamic host who like is on it for more than a total of three minutes per episode. Like why not do that? Because I I do think some of the ways they bring in like alumni to like have a sit down with so-and-so like bachelorette to bachelorette. Like if you had a really good host who people like actually trusted and, and I, I think it's like, I do think if you got like a young woman who seemed like a relationship counselor, it's almost like getting like, female more reputable dr drew like i feel like that would be a great direction
1: yeah because chris was never actually really that great at like talking to people giving advice even though he was often called upon to do it yeah he he sort of just you know stayed in his kind of reserved persona and probably made people feel a little bit more nervous (laughs) um uh Like it's, it's, it really is this opportunity for them to think about what makes this show fun, why people watch it, what could be best for, you know, presenting it. Like I, I, it, it shouldn't be someone just stepping in and saying, this is the final rose.
0: Final rose. Yeah. Gentlemen say your goodbyes. Yeah. Like we, we could do more than that. I, I, this is slightly colored for me by the fact that I've been watching a lot of the great British bake-off. Um. I've gone back to the beginning and I've been like watching it as I fall asleep, and the hosts inject so much fun into that show and I'm just like, let's get a little bit of that spirit and like we said with like someone like Jeff Propes even even T j. Lavin on the challenge he's on it like basically as much as chris Harrison is on the cha- on uh, The Bachelor he's on a little bit more, but even like. TJ is also like very similar role face of the franchise. And he has like some catchphrases. He has a distinct personality. He is certainly not the right vibe for The Bachelor. But I do think like someone like him and Probst like really speak to the importance of having the continuity with like a legit host, which TJ has become. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet. And the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
2: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. What it, what it
1: seems to boil down to is we keep saying he was the face of the franchise. Like he was kind of literally just, yes. just the face. Like, like. You could turn it on and it would be the same human being's face. His face didn't change in like 20 years of doing the show. He
0: is aging wonderfully, I agree.
1: They probably did. I think it's been the same voiceover tonight on The Bachelor for as Mm -hmm. long as I've watched the show, certainly. I don't know how far back it goes, Um, but it, it really was just that. And I, I, th- I think we can do more. I think The Bachelor. I did do too.
0: More. And that's kind of why I said like we need a new sovereign because it is a lot like a like a, you know, a, a figure, figurehead monarch like Queen Elizabeth.
1: So I think you've convinced me a little bit because I was thinking that they could just go along with, you know, new fake friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the new the new tagline of The Bachelor. New fake friends forever. Um, that
0: is that's good, though. It fits.
1: Yeah, but maybe maybe there should still be people coming in to do that, to to fill that sort of fake friend role. But yeah, let's get someone who can add a little bit of fun, add a little bit of compassion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and actually, you know, be the host that this show has never really had. They've just had a face. Yeah. Let's get a host.
0: Yeah, I think- it's, you're, you're you're not going to replace Chris Harrison. Like he was such an institution of the show for better and for worse. I think a lot of people at this point would say for worse. And I don't think they should be trying to like go one for one. Like, that's one of the reasons, you know, Emmanuel Ocho, I think was so interesting, whether you liked it or not on the finale with Matt was like, it was just so different. And you're like, Oh, interesting. Like there's a totally different way to, to, to do this. And I don't think that was a successful hour of television or whatever it was, but like, you know, it just doesn't have to be the stagnant thing. And I have to say, I don't want to like r- bring too many alarms, but I think the bachelor's at a little bit of a crisis point last night. The ratings were, uh, were really low, uh, according to TV line, ABCs rejiggered the bachelorette kicked off season 17 with 3.6 million total viewers and a 0.9 demo rating, down sharply from its previous o- opener, a 5 million 1.4. So That's rough, you know, like we gotta, we, we gotta do something. Let's move in the other direction.
1: Yeah. It's, I say we,
0: like I have any, I have any say in it, but I've said we a
1: few times, the (laughs) Bachelor has has convinced us that we're a part of this. Um, but it's, I mean, some of that is, I don't know how that whenever people talk about TV ratings, I get a little bit like confused. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously TV ratings are down on everything right now, including sports, um, it's it's tough to say that it's not like people are turning out because Chris Harrison wasn't there. No. I think a lot of a lot of people tried to be reactionary online. We're like I'm never watching the show again. No, you no, if you were actually watching the show for Chris Harrison, you turned into entire episodes where he wasn't there the entire time. Right. And were probably very disappointed.
0: Right. But I I do think coming off of Matt season, um there's just an absolute there was an absolute absence of frivolity that I think people were just like, fuck this. I'm not, well, I'm not supporting this show anymore.
1: This show has gotten a lot less fun as it's gotten tripped up in its own flaws. There's been a lot of self-inflicted errors along the way.
0: Yeah. I mean, the bachelor is, um, you know, I think with Katie's the way they've cast Katie's season, they're obviously working hard to change representation on screen, but as been discussed on this pod and, and in a lot of you know by the Bachelor diversity campaign and by um a lot of other people who comment on the show, like behind the scenes change is also necessary so I, I think that's another part of the this chris Harrison situation is that like the Bachelor is trying in its own way to change whether it'll be successful remains to be seen but they they need to change behind the scenes as much as who they're putting on camera um and I, I will say that you know it's a it's a definitely a much more diverse cast than than historically so that's good to see but uh, I just think that the the sort of the shortcomings the inherent racism that's been discussed and like we said like the lack of fun and joy it it just it's tough so we got to rebuild here a little bit and i do think bringing in someone who's like a fun like person to guide you through this experience would go a long way i really do
1: it can get better is the is the main yes point. i mean the a lot of the the changes are 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 good because there there's ways that these roles could be filled in in more exciting more the, the, at the root there it's a it's a very fun idea for a show and there have been so many parts of it that have just been great. And yeah I think restruct, restructuring it is necessary um because because it can only go up.
0: It's true. I, a couple other things before we uh, before we have to go. Well, I will be back on Thursday by the way with with Callie Curry We'll be talking more about getting deep into the into the premiere. Takes a few days to really marinate, but a couple of things. First of all, this sort of like veiled tension of like Chris Harrison could like unleash this fury because he knows where all the bodies are buried. I 100% believe that for a couple of reasons. First of all, we all know about Unreal, which was based on the, the truth behind the beginning of the Bachelor franchise. So, like, there's you know, it's pretty well known that there's some like darkness behind the scenes. A, but B, over the years, there's been like plenty of terrible stories about Mike flights. I mean, just two years ago, he was in, um, a pretty gnarly dispute with his, um, estranged wife. Although I think they're back together where she accused him, I believe of assault. Um, and so like, there's just a lot that I think could come out if a settlement hadn't been reached. That's mostly my speculation. Um, but I think there's some evidence out there to support it. And I I think that that's just sort of like another piece of this. It has to, kind of like can't be ignored that there's definitely like even even with this new leaf being turned over there's still like so much the public doesn't know about how the show is made so I wanted to note that and then my question for you is do you think we'll see chris harrison on television again
1: uh, it's really hard to know or care um <laughs> I I never watched I I never watched this show for chris harrison um I, like you noted maybe there was some you know comfort in the fact that it was the same human being, even though everything else about the show periodically flips over. He seems, I, I, I just don't, I don't have a take on what's next for him, but he's not a part of this anymore and he's going to be very well paid. He doesn't, he doesn't need any, any more, any more airtime. Yeah. What what do you, what do you think?
0: I I don't think so. And the main reason is like, he hasn't really parlayed the bachelor fame and success into that many other gigs part of that's probably the schedule right The bachelor schedule is pretty punishing um but he was doing who wants to be a millionaire until it went back to prime time and then he was you know replaced with jimmy kimmel i believe um and then you know there haven't been a lot of other chris harrison projects so i don't really think there's like a huge market for him plus i think that his interview the one with rachel that sort of precipitated all the sequence of events was just really appalling so i don't know how he come back from that so i, I don't think so and he certainly doesn't need the money since he's getting mid eight figures. I mean, unless you've got a really bad financial advisor or a ton of debt, which I doubt. So, you know, I think this could be a lot of golf in his future. But I don't, I don't know.
1: He doesn't seem like a, a loser in this scenario. He's making a lot of money to not talk about things which he's, you know, I guess been a part of. He's yeah, been like, on frankly, the show.
0: why would he want to be? Why would he want to talk about it?
1: And yeah, and he's been there the whole time if they're supposed bodies, you know, uh hypothetical bodies like that's that's a, a little bit on him, too. He's the face of the franchise, like you said, and and he's getting paid very well to never talk about this again. And I'm sure he'll abide by the, those rules and be very happy with his life and get
0: get to drop so. off his
1: son at college without taking a break from the show. <laughs> You know, it seems seems great for him.
0: Yeah, I just I I really hope they get a real host. I don't I can't I'm not looking forward to the rest of the season with Tasha and Caitlin. But, you know, and I, I know they have a lot. Obviously, we saw Nick and the coming attractions. I still call it coming attractions. I don't know if anyone else does, but it's like, you know, I'm still in the movies in like 1994, the coming attractions. Anyway, the teaser for this season, Nick shows up, I think was Wells in there. I think Wells makes an appearance.
1: There was so, Blake.
0: Well, Blake Blake is a
1: contestant and we don't really care. No, thanks on that.
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) But I I just, you know, ABC Warner, if you're listening, get a real host. Roger, thank you so much for joining me for this micropod. I'll be back on Thursday with Callie Curry. Check out Roger's recaps on Monday nights on the ringer.com. And thank you to Erica Cervantes for producing this episode. Talk to you on Thursday.